What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the High Performance Agents Podcast. My name is Taj Howell. I'm an IFBB pro. I'm a peak performance expert. I'm a real estate investor, and I've helped countless agents get in the best shape of their lives, elevate their mindsets to never-before-seen levels, and ultimately increase their GCI production and performance overall. Now, without further ado, let's get into today's episode. I have, again, this this week, Mr. John Mark Wilderspin for his second installment in his series today, he's going to be discussing when to push, pull, and hold firm in real estate. So I'm going to let him introduce himself and take it away. That's right. Thanks, Taj. Yes, my name is John Mark Witherspin. I'm a realtor here in Winnipeg, Manitoba, which is in the middle of Canada. Uh, I've been a realtor for it'll be 14 years, just this past June. Uh, I started. I was 20 years old. I'd made some calls, different companies, uh, Remax and Royal Page, and and they had said, oh, 20 years old, that's too young for real estate. And um, I met a broker from C21 and he said, it doesn't matter your age, it's, it's your drive and your belief system. Right. So I was 20 years old, um, couldn't grow a beard. I looked like I was you know, 17 years old maybe and in this suit that didn't fit. And, um, and then actually went, I, I sold my first open house. I went to the open house for another agent and I had sold it, the lady's like, I'm firing my agent. I want to work with you. I was so nervous on my first offer. I wrote down the wrong address on the number. And I was like, and then the other agent didn't catch it either. So she accepted the offer. Yeah. And I was like, oh no, we, we sold the wrong house. And she's like, doesn't matter. The intent was there. And yeah. I was like, you know, I like this business. <laughs> nice. The intent, it's all about the yeah. intent. Yeah. So awesome. Awesome, man. Well, that's good. So, so Today, I'm, I'm curious what you have to say about this, this push, pull, and hold firm. Where, where did this idea come about, and what exactly does it mean? Well, I'm going to share with you a $20,000 mistake. All right. Now, this is Canadian, but still, it's a lot of money. Um, so, a $20,000 mistake. Let's start with that. So, and this is the staying firm part, but we'll get to other ones. Um, okay. So, um, my, uh, my good friend's dad works at a company. And he referred me to a new executive that was moving to Winnipeg. So I worked with him and his wife and, and it was good. It's, it's one of those times where you're blocking off your whole day for the client. They're coming in out of town. You're blocking off your day or two for this guy. And it's during the day. So you can still do other clients in the evenings. And uh, so I pick up him and his wife, drive them around, show them nice houses. We're talking about a half million dollar house, which at the time, the average house price would have been under 300000 in Winnipeg. Now, since COVID, our market has jumped up um, incredibly, like I'm guessing most of your markets. And we'll talk about that a bit. Yep. But now the average house price, like the average sale last month was 380000 Wow. When I started real estate, it was 208000 was the average house price. Uh, before COVID, it was like 320000 wow. So, So now last month was a high month, but on average, we've gone up an absolute 10% since I would just say since August of last year, right? Wow. The spring last year, people were kind of on the fence about COVID and not really shopping and thinking it's just going to end. And then August, they're like, forget it. We got to buy, we got to move. Yeah. And that was last August and the market's been hot ever since. Right. Um, for many, many years, the hot market has been hot, but never in my 14 years have I seen this sort of increase in this small little time frame. You know, I've mm-hmm. seen our market go up, you know, 12% over the year, but never an instant, instant 10% hike like this. 
Um, and then we'll see if it's going to hold or not. Um, my, my kind of gut is that it can't sustain like this. I really think that we're going to see a bit of a pullback, especially when everyone's vaccinated. I feel like when people are vaccinated, then they'll be more comfortable having buyers come through their home. Whereas right now they're, you know, whether it's, whether it's, um, they're just terrified, they're just terrified um, to have strangers in their home. So no one's, no one's really selling. Those who are, are getting that premium. Right. So clients that are downsizing, they see a benefit, right? They're downsizing. They're, they're selling the half million and they're getting 50 grand more or whatever. And then they're buying the 350 and they're, they're paying more there too. Right. Um, up over that price range, like you get over 600 grand in Winnipeg, in, in Manitoba, you start getting more options just because you're at a higher price range for, for our, our area. Okay. But yeah, you're, you're between the three out of 400, 350, 450 is super hot. Uh, last night's a prime example. I wrote an offer on a house. Uh, there were seven offers. It was dated. Uh, the asking price was 250. Yeah. Comparables were tough because it, it needed 50 grand of work. And uh, after repair value, the ARV would have been 320-ish. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, I went for 290, right? So it, right. We, wrote, we wrote, you know, there's a 20 grand over asking price, 20, 26, one over asking price. And it went for 289, almost 40,000 over asking price. Yeah. Yeah. And needed 50 grand worth of work. And you just, geez, yeah. crazy. Hey, okay. Let's go back to my story on how I lost $20,000 in commissions. Okay. So I'm driving these clients around great rapport. You know, I like to treat my clients. You buy them coffee, you buy them lunch. Like some ages don't do that, but it's, it's an investment and it's, it's, it's very affordable. You're writing off 50% of it. So get yourself something nice too. Um, you know, as long as it's within your, your diet plan, of course. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, black tea, you know, get a, get a black chai tea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so great rapport. Everything went very smoothly. We found them a nice house in a small town just outside of Winnipeg. Let's say it's just a 10 minute commute, maybe even less seven minute commute from the perimeter. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, we, everything went smooth. We wrote the offer, got it accepted. They were happy with everything. And, um, and then it came to the financing condition. We put that in there, of course, we were not competing at the time. And the financing condition, you know, you ask for three to five days. Um, and basically it was on the last day. So maybe it was the third day or the fourth day of the, of the accepted offer. Right. And and the deadline was like, wasn't until maybe, I usually put later deadlines, like 6.30 or, you know, like later in the evening. Right, right. And we're getting up to the deadline. I don't think it hadn't passed yet. But the other agent started calling. Started calling me, hey, where's the financing? Oh, oh I'll check in. So don't worry, I'll go check in. Yeah. You know, yeah. I check in and the client said, hey, John, it's out of our hands. It's, it's in the bank's hands. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's right. And, and I know, especially now, you can't push a bank. They don't care about your deadline. They yeah. don't. You yeah. just have to communicate that to the, the other agent right. and hopefully they communicate to the sellers. Like, don't wait, don't give up on us. You know, yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah. we haven't been told no. <laughs> We've just been told not yet. Yeah, exactly. So I call my client. Hey, hey, so financing, how's it coming along? Uh, oh, not yet, John. Okay. I think maybe 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes will go by. Agent calls me again. Hey, where's the financing? Oh, I'll check in. I'll check in. And I, I knew the agent. He was a, Oh, actually in this town, he was a, one of the main guys in this town, a uh, little town outside Winnipeg, which is a great, great niche. If you move to a small town outside a big city, you can still commute and you can kind of dominate the area. Anyways, right. um, he kind of kept asking me, where's the financing? I'm like, oh, I don't know. 
I'll go call. I'll call my client again. Right. And I kept doing that because I don't know why. I should have stayed firm, right? I knew that I don't, I'm not like that. I'm not going to harass my clients. I'm not going to harass the banks. It, right. Time takes what it takes, you know? Right. Uh, and I know time's a moving target. Some agents are all hung up about the time. It's like, where's the removal? It's it's one minute past due. It's like, don't right. worry. Yeah. You know, some agents are really relaxed and, and you know, off the record, you may you may get the fine scene the next day and you backdate the form and you get a deal. Like it's, right. it's you right. know, agents are more about getting a deal done and less about, the lawyers are all like stickler and times and yeah. And that's a personality trait sometimes too, as well. Oh yeah. No, I've got some lawyers that just no bedside manners, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, so this agent's harassing, well, he's, he's bugging me. He's calling me, he's calling me. And I'm just like, okay, people, please. Mm-hmm. I'm calling the client. The client's like, John enough. Right. It ha- I'll let, we'll let you know. Right. And, and at that point, I could hear in his voice that, you know, oh, oh okay, I, um, I went too far or whatever. I, you know, you're right. Like, why am I bugging, right? Right. And, it, and we got the deal done. Him, it's not in his. We got the deal done. We got the deal. And, and I do believe the squeaky wheel gets the grease, but there's a time where I shouldn't care what this other agent is pressuring me on, right? Like, right. like my client's my client. I take care of him. I'm not taking care of this agent. Right. At the same time, I've had so, like, we'll come back to, we'll come back to this, but my clients know with me, I don't have no emotion if the deal goes through or not, right? I want to go through, but my clients can tell that I don't need it to go through. And when you're an early agent, they can smell that. Clients can smell, oh, this agent wants a sale, a quick sale. Right. And I've never been like that just because yeah. I've never had to worry about, like I've never had to really worry about money too much. Uh, not that I come from a, a very wealthy family, but I just, I've always lived within my means. So it's like, if I don't get a sale, I know I'm still going to have food and pay, <clears throat> pay the right. bills and and that started by living in a triplex. I mean, that could be another event. Uh, we could do another topic on living right. in multifamilies because it just pays the bills and, and right. it's a great way to build wealth. Right. Um, okay, so this guy's right. I got the deal done, right? The fighting came through, got the deal done. I'm sending out my Christmas cards and my flyers to the clients a couple times a year and one comes back and it's this guy's address, this guy's name, the client's name, Jim. Right. Oh, I better look up the address. I look up his address. Oh, he sold his house with the agent that was on my case the whole time i was like wow so that agent caused me to lose that sale yeah which is a half million dollar sale which is ten thousand commission right and then guess what they would have bought in winnipeg because they just didn't like the commute um some people find like our winters you know as you know in winnipeg here we get a snowstorm yeah people feel like they have to go somewhere opposed to just bunker down for the day or two let the snowplows take care of them. Now I'm in the city, so I, I go anywhere whenever I need to go to get the, get the four by four and go. Right. Anyway, so they, they moved back to the city. And again, we, I great rapport. I invested two, three, four days of just, you know, servicing them. Right. But that, that couple hour window of me letting that agent push me around caused me to lose that deal and, and the client. And, and that oh. was $20,000 of commissions because that is a, so when you're self-employed, lessons you learn are can be very expensive mm-hmm. so absolutely. i'm here letting you guys know you know learn from my mistake don't yeah, make that absolutely, mistake that. absolutely and you know what I, I i have similar stories myself right when i first started in sales um i i was selling for myself i was selling for other people i was actually when i first got really into sales i was selling for a uh for a fitness company or fitness business coaching company out in australia 
And uh, back in those days, you know, it was a money thing for me. It was like, I was focused on the money, focused on the money, focused on the money. And so aiming for that quick sale, I learned many times that the quick sale is, is usually the worst thing that you can go for. What's much better is to go for a relationship. Mm-hmm. And so now, for example, like I'll give you a quick example. I won't say any names, but I had a client come on board, ran into a little bit of like uh, issues with his wife's health, right? Right when we first started like sickness type thing, nothing, nothing super serious, but um, you know, he committed to paying on a certain date. Instead, I was just like, Hey, you know, don't even worry about it. Let's, let's go for the next few weeks. Let's see how things progress with your wife. And like was sending him support and really talking to him and making sure that everything was good on, on his end. Um, and, you know, that in turn showing compassion and actually focusing on the relationship and focusing on like actually being there for the guy instead of focusing on, Hey, how can I get this quick sale? Right. Has led him to now be fully committed in the program. He's ready to go and he's ready to actually like commit now that his wife is, is feeling better. Right. So I had to learn that lesson many times years, years ago. So it's really cool that you brought it up because I can totally relate. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's neat. Right. And again, the clients can smell that too. Like they, they know, and I try to tell new agents, like as much as you need that sale to pay back your months, like for some agents, they don't sell house for months in the beginning. Right. Right. Um, but, but that's maybe part of knowing what you're getting into when you get started. The right expectations. Absolutely. Having that buffer. So do we have time for a few more stories or where are we at? Absolutely, man. 100%. Yeah. We got another 50 minutes. We're good to go. Um, so I was going to talk about, um, I like to, you'll notice some clients, there's the client's pace. I let my clients set the pace. Okay. The only tip here I want to, I want to emphasize on is you move at their pace. Right. Meaning if you have a client who's, who's wanting to see houses every other night and wanting to, to go, like you need to work on getting them to buy. Right. Cause they're, they're wanting to, like if a client's asking me every, every two weeks, what's or every, every week, twice a week, what's going on? What, what houses can we see? And, and right. here's the houses I want to see then, then yeah, we're going to get them to buy. And the, also I've had clients that are a bit slower and sometimes you want to maybe speed their pace up. And cause if it's too slow, like I've had clients where, yeah, they're too slow paced. That's not going to help anyone because you can't look at houses once a month because right. the market's already changed and you're already forget what you've sold. Right. Right. Um, and a lot of my clients will start broad. We're looking at lots of things. I start trying to focus in and, and go deep, but we kind of, we kind of want to pull the clients a little bit when they're looking at things just here and there. Right. Um, one of the first questions, and here's a great time saver. Cause when you list properties, you get random calls. You have to know if they're serious. One of my first questions is, okay, great. When's your possession date? What do you for possession date? When do you want to have a new house? Right. And some will have, oh, I, I've got no idea. Haven't thought that far. I just want to see the house. I'm like, oh, okay. Like you just, you just know it's like, oh, it's okay. It's like, when just look at convenient, it. when's convenient for me then? Because like, you got no idea of possession date, or right. maybe I might refer that one out and say, look at, it's a good lead in too, to see if they have a house too. Right. And that's kind of that, that tip there from going from next level agent, you start to look at, you know, you start to have to cherry pick your leads a bit. Right. And it's like, okay, great. Yeah. I can, I'd show you the house. No problem. Um, are you working with an agent? Are you working with an agent? And this is that pulling the client to you, right? You're, you're trying to see, you're trying to filter them out. Um, okay, great. Yeah. We show in the right time. When do you want to see the house? Is your agent available to show you? Do you have an agent? If they have an agent, I don't try to poach it. Um, unless they're talking about their agent. Like I just got a call now from a client who's a listed with an agent, but not like what they're working with. Right. So then, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to work on that. Uh, their contract expired. The agent lied to them about it. 
saying that it wasn't expired and then you saw the paperwork and it was and yeah you can't lie to your clients just integrity you know yeah and if they want to fire you got to go with go with style and clients i've had clients come back like you know what i shouldn't have i should have gave you back the listing our agent just cut my price right so so pulling those clients again absolutely and moving at that pace um so the other thing is the push sometimes clients need a healthy push right and one of my closing strategies or my yeah, closing tips will be you break down that dollar value right now our interest rates have just dropped in canada which kind of fueled the market they wanted to keep the market going thinking right. they were going to have a recession um and we didn't and i still think they just you know canada here we just printed money and we prevented a recession but we might have go long what's that yeah we, we we prolonged the inevitable we can't we're we're yeah. inflation is coming like rapidly yeah. with the hyperinflation inflation I, and i think we all know that recessions can be healthy too right it's that time where you oh yeah. you tighten up your credit cards and you tighten things up and right. stuff like that so we prolong that so everyone's got money low rates are low right that's why prices have shot to the moon and there's nothing nothing to buy right okay so so what i'm get down to is that dollar figure i've had clients been like we've lost you know you lose a deal over two three thousand dollars right and like in my head i'll be like, hey guys that that five thousand dollars were off you know, it used to be like 20, 25 bucks a month. I did the math now at a one point, I think one, you know, 1.9 five-year fix or something like that. Right. It's 20, it's $21 a month, right? For five grand. Yeah. So you, you put that in perspective. And I, I say that little close to the end. You don't tell them up front in the buyer interview. You tell them yeah. when you're just, just the As way. Cherry on top type thing. I've had clients come back and say, you know what, John, you're right. We lost that deal over. It was like 2,500 bucks. Yeah. So you, you, yeah. you said I should go for it. I didn't. And I probably should have. I was like, right. that's okay. We'll, we'll get, we'll get the next one. Right. And I got the next client sale and, and we moved on, but you know, I can use that story to tell people too. And that, Hey, you know what? I had a client that said now's the time to go. And again, not cause I'm trying to, they, they, I've already shown that I'm not there for the sale. I'm already there for making sure the property is, is looked at and, and good and as a new agent, you need to go on a dozen inspections as well, just to make sure you know what you're looking at. A um, couple of times I've hired a foundation specialist. I'm learning tips and tricks on looking at the, the foundation walls and cracks to see if there's any bows and stuff. So right. it's just really nice when you bring the electrical tools and a good flashlight. I found the light on my phone just wasn't enough. So I bring a flashlight now. I can charge in my car. Side note. But yeah. that's when you a healthy push for your client is sometimes needed as well. And, and I like that closing strategy um, where you just say like, you know, and you work it back, right? That uh, if we work it back to $5,000 a month, 25 bucks, $1,000 is five bucks. So you have those numbers in your head and you know them when you've got, um, you know, you're, you're three grand away. Right. I know, I know it's three grand away. They're holding firm because to them, it's a big deal. And yeah. I know the clients like that 15 bucks a month, you explain that and they're just getting leverage. It's usually the cheapest money you can ever buy. Right. So it's, it's cheapest but money. You know what too? Like uh, uh, you put it a really good way, breaking it down for someone that way. Cause when a person sees that, you know, big dollar figure, right. It's, it's a little bit intimidating, but when you actually break it down for them, it's kind of like breaking down a really big goal, whether it's for business or fitness or income or, you know, whatever it is, investments, breaking it down into the slight edge. We've discussed this before the slight edge, the leading indicators, that are going to take to get to that, that goal. Once you break anything down, it becomes much more manageable and easy to actually internalize. So I love that you break it down that, that way. I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, absolutely.
Awesome, man. So what was the pull then? What was the pull? I'm curious on this pull. I, we So far, we've got hold firm, right? You know, don't aim for the quick sale. Uh, you know, make sure that you hold hold your ground in, in times of adversity, in times of stress, and actually be there for your client as opposed to being there for someone else. Yeah, that was the first one. The second one was a healthy push. Actually, um, you know, number one, like there's kind of a couple parts of this, but letting your client set the pace if they're too, if they're fast, go with their pace, but still kind of where they're at. If they're too slow, maybe speed them up a bit just so that they actually get a more foundational understanding and grasp of what's going on in the market it's for their benefit. You got exactly. it. Uh, and, and, and then, you know, when, when they are a little bit slow using a healthy push to actually help them acquire the home that they want, or if the pricing is a little bit lower than they can afford another healthy push to help them actually get the home that they want. Right. Yep. So these have been great so far. So what is the pull? I'll give you an example. One example of a pull. Okay. I was a newer agent. I'd shown these, these, these new buyers, maybe two dozen plus homes. Right. And it's like, you know, and then a low budget, right. And this is, you know, years back. And it was like, you know, it's, this is a rougher and this is the market was going up. So in 2007, when I started, the market was still going up um, almost 10% a year on average, right. which is high, right. That, that's, that's so, and this is, this pull is for the parents. Sometimes you'll find, you know, newer, newer buyers, their parents will show up. They kind of play peekaboo, right? They play, they play peekaboo. Right. They, they show, oh, you, you like this house? Well, come see this house. Yeah. They're like, oh, this house, like, this is all you get for, you know, 200 grand. Like, yeah, that's all you get, 200 grand. There's, there's you know, part basement, you're in the basement like this, right? You're looking <laughs> down and, you know, like, this is, a, this is 200 grand. Yeah. And they're like, well, no, I can't be right. This is way too much. And I'm like, you missed the last two dozen houses that yeah. were falling apart for 200 grand or whatever, right? Yeah. So then you pull the, you have to, like when they start wanting to bring parents in, which is great, you know, um, I just did a deal with clients, took such a long time. We eventually got them in the house that was, was incredible for them. And right. actually her dad lived in the house. And, you know, I was like, I was like, let's go 380. And she's like, well, I can't lose. I want to go 390. Or she wanted to go over four, I was like, okay, three nineties, good. And we got this house, and her dad came along the whole way, so okay, that's good. Yeah. I didn't have to pull him. Right, he was already involved. Every showing, he was there. He was committed. But when the parents play peekaboo, you've got to pull them in and say, so on a weekly basis, you're sending the parents. Here's what we've seen. Right. Here's what they sold for. Again, mm -hmm. every week on my listings, I've got one of my associates. He sends them the actives and solds. Right. Yeah. And then at the same time, I'm keeping track of all of the houses I showed the clients. We, on our system, we have a cart. You put in the cart and then as they sell, I, before I go next time, I'm, I'm looking at reviewing what I've actually showed them. Right. And then I can mention, oh, you know, the house went for that price. Uh, oh, yeah. That's a high price. I'm like that's the market right now, especially right, right, right. now. Right. And if the client says, well, I want a deal. Then that's where you're like, well, I, I, we sell market value. Like if you want a deal, go door knock, you know, but then again, you're, you're the agent and who's your client and who you're representing and it can get more complicated. Right. But I tell, I don't tell, I don't promise my clients a deal. I promise that they know what they're paying for or pay market value. They have to be prepared to pay market value. Otherwise, you know, it's just, it's just crazy out there with, with this kind of market to, to promise everyone amazing deals. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. It's not okay. the time for that. No, you, you, need, you need to know what they're getting. That's my, my, I want to make sure their eyes are open to, you know, knob and tube wiring, galvanized plumbing. You know, I got to do my best in the foundation stuff, but, behind walls, it can get, it can get messy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, absolutely. 
Awesome. So, so that's kind of the pull is pulling those, that's an example of pull, pulling those parents in. If they want to be involved, then get them involved. They can't play peekaboo. So on the, right. on that deal, like this, this is way too, way too much for these, these people to pay my, 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 my children to pay. And now I'm, now I'm trying to educate them from the start. Like I've already been working with these people for weeks. Right. Parent comes in and now I get like, well, these are all the sale this and that, and the comparables. Right. And then the, yeah. the house sells and then they're finally like, oh, and, and I had one couple one time, whereas they said, that's way too much for this house behind 7-Eleven in St. Patel, great area. Right. Um, and then, and then eventually they sold their house. And they're like, oh, now we get it. The market has come up. You know? right, yeah. You know, it used to be more of a problem. And before COVID, the problem was people thought their house was worth actually more. They're like, well, the market's been doing great. And actually before night, like 2019, just yeah. prior to that, we started slowing down a bit here in Winnipeg. I would okay. say from 20. 2016 we kind of started slowing down a bit we saw some peaks in 2014 right and just knowing your stats like i do a market review every every month uh, i actually go i do a winnipeg real estate panel so if you're okay. from winnipeg here you can click into that um we do a monthly three myself and two other agents we do a monthly video on the stats and kind of give our opinions and our experiences on the different markets condos houses townhouses uh, we don't touch on commercial on that side as much, but that's, right. that's something I can cover if you want to reach out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those are, those are most of my, uh, my points here and um, open for Excellent. any questions and yeah, absolutely, yeah. man. I'm sure, I'm sure there will be some questions um, as always, this is being streamed live to Facebook. I'm going to drop the replay as well on Instagram. Um, what I'd like to do, if it's cool with you, we'll do a quick recap on everything just so that people really, really do understand and can kind of grasp where each one comes from. Um, you know, it's, it's up to you, man. Do you want to do it? You want me to do it? Um, let's hear it. Let's hear what let's, you got. Let's do it. All right, yeah. man. Sweet. Cause this is the best way to, to learn and actually like, you know, uh, convey it back. So, um, push, pull and hold firm. So when it comes to holding firm, you know, an agent doesn't want to aim for a quick sale, but what they want to do is they want to actually hold steadfast for themselves and for the person that they're representing, right? They're not here to service the other agent. They're not here to service the other agents, sellers or buyers. They're here to service their own clients. And that, that means that they need to actually hold firm and stand true to what they, what they need to do. Um, a healthy push is, is needed when a person, when, you know, when, when one of your clients is moving a little bit too slow, you know, if the market's moving really fast and it's a hot market, uh, really what it's going to come down to is making sure that they're educated enough to know, first of all, that it is a hot market. And so that they can act as quickly as they need to, to get things done. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, we also need to, to ensure that, you know, the, the people, like if they're, if they have the right possession or sorry, um, when there is a possession date, the, in the, sorry, I lost my trail of thought there for in a the second. buyer's mind. Right. Like, exactly. Yeah. Just to see, to see, you know, if you need to push them away, <laughs> right. right. Exactly. Hey, uh, busy that weekend. No. Or you want to pull them in and say, yeah, great. You've got to, you'd have no agent. Right. You have a possession in mind and, and are you looking to downsize? Okay, great. So you lead that into, and this is a really good point here. Maybe we didn't go deep enough, but that's that screening call. Right. right? Oh, I am. My name is Joe. I want to look at this house and you'll say, okay, Joe, great. We can look at this house. Um, do you have a realtor to show you? And, oh no, no. Okay. I can set you up with myself or my associates. Um, now do you have a possession date in mind? Right. Yes. And these are the questions, right? Yeah. The phone the possession date. Cause yeah. then you start like, oh yeah, actually, We've already sold our house to our my my brother. Okay, great. Now you know serious buyer, take right. them up. Or I one guy's like, uh, no. Why are you asking me this? I was like, oh, I'm like, oh, okay. And then I so now I'm now I'm really screening him. It's like because I'm you know driving thirty minutes to go show my house for for three quarters of a mil. 
Right. I'm like, okay. Oh, have you talked to a lender yet? No, you know what? This conversation is going to end. I don't, I'm not, I don't feel comfortable. Like, oh right. my goodness, you didn't waste an hour and a half for me away from my family to show right. you Looky Lou, who hasn't even talked to a bank and has no idea where he wants to move. <laughs> right, right. So yeah, In ensuring people are serious. <laughs> Absolutely, because we get the Looky Lou's and they, yeah. they just own a house down the street and they want to just get to be you know, the nosy neighbor. Just There's no open them. houses right now. So people kind of, right. you know, they'll do what they can to sneak in there. Yeah, window shoppers. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, John Mark, man, it's always a pleasure. It's always a pleasure to have you here. Um, we have another round of HPA coming up next month. Um, John Mark is going to be doing his third installment next month. Really, really excited for that. And then hopefully he'll decide to continue dropping these knowledge bombs for us every single month. Uh, that said, everybody watching here, uh, thank you so much for your time. We'll see you guys every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern time for HPA High Performance Agents Live. Thanks so much for watching. We'll see you in the next one.